The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's a wild pass to a goal. Slotsy beyond Fodringham. And the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, Fodringham yes. United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box, Duffy. he can hit them, and he does. Oh! No! Duffin oh, has scored an absolute screamer for Rotherham United. Rotherham United have secured their championship status for next season. Do me a favour, drop me off in Rotherham. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back. This is New York Talk, the Rotherham United podcast. Mm-hmm. And it's back to the league action. We're back talking about Rotherham United in the league as we try and bridge that gap to safety at Stoke City on Saturday afternoon. We will talk about that. We will talk about maybe ticket prices. That might come up. <laughs> um, we'll talk about some loans returning <laughs> to the club. I'd love to talk to you about some transfers coming in and maybe some rumours, but it's very quiet. But maybe that's well, something to talk about. don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Mick, are you primed and ready for this episode? Oh, I'm just trying to clear my throat. I'm uh, I'm getting ready. <laughs> Already allergic to the, uh, the ticket prices. Correct. <laughs> uh, Tom, how are you doing, mate? Back with us. I'm good. I'm doing. I'm doing well. Doing well. <laughs> good to be with. You. Good to be back, everybody. Powermind, Dave Cowell, Martin Holland, Sarah Ogden, Kelly, Bob, Scott, Kent, Ruth Clark. Are just a few people that are with us tonight. Thank you, everybody who is with us so far. Um, yeah, back to the league action, which is good. We will come on to all that. Um, Let's get out of the way. Let's let Mick have his moment, shall we? Because oh, um, there's Leeds fans watching. Hi. Um, <laughs> ticket prices has, has come to the forefront this week. To be fair, when we played them in November, whenever it was, we knew this was coming. This wasn't a surprise. This wasn't. This isn't a shock. Uh, but obviously, Leeds United have um, <laughs> announced their ticket prices for the return fixture in February, and it's forty-five pounds. <laughs> forty-five pounds for an adult uh, to attend. Um, Leeds United versus Rotherham United, a second tier game. Um, just to clarify, um, Mick, I'm not going to ask you a question, I'm just going to just go ahead. <laughs> floor is yours. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not, uh, yeah, there's, there's there's all sorts of things you could say in it, and but I mean, the bottom line with this is that it's what you've just said. £45. £45. Let that sink in. 
that Leeds United are not only charging away supporters £45, they're charging some home supporters £45 to watch the championship game. And yet, we've got apparently Rotherham United supporters saying it's our fault. I find it, honestly, it's like I've entered a parallel universe this week. Genuinely. It's just, it's bizarre. It is absolutely bizarre. And and the fact that people buy this absolute garbage PR trick from Leeds United, saying we don't want to rip off, we don't want clubs ripping off our own fans, our, our fans, Leeds United fans, by charging them extortion amount of money to go to away games. That's our job. Let us do that. We'll, char- we'll rip our own fans off by charging them 45 quid to get a ticket. Don't, don't, you can't do it. Now, nah, it's absolute garbage. And anybody, as far as I'm concerned, and this is obviously just my opinion, anybody who thinks that Rotherham United are, are complicit in this in any way needs to give your head, head a wobble. We charge 27 quid. We charge £27. And a club that's whose owners are worth $59 billion. What? A club that gets 35,000, 40,000 spectators every week who could fill the stadium twice over, probably, are dictating to us what we are allowed to charge their supporters. Absolute nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Rodham and I were absolutely right to stick to the guns and say, no, we charge a reasonable price for our tickets. Why should we reduce it any further? Why should we lose 10 grand out of our turnover? Ten grand, by the way, but some of these people are saying it's Rodney United's fault. We'll we'll still want that ten grand spending on players on players' wages that don't exist anymore because we just we just dropped ticket prices by two quid. Nah, mate, honestly, it's embarrassing. It's absolutely embarrassing. The whole fallout of it, the whole the whole reciprocal pricing scam, it's just embarrassing as far as I'm concerned. Listen, if Leeds United fans want to pay forty five quid, knock yourselves out. Knock yourselves out, but forcing, trying to force other clubs into losing money. It's 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 it's, it's, it's embarrassing. It, genuinely, it is embarrassing, and and to blame Rugby United for it, it is even more so as far as I'm concerned. I, it, sorry, but I just I just find it ridiculous. Anyway, there you go. We talked about the word reciprocal in in November. I talked to November times. I'm not going to go over the meaning of that again, because we did go through that. But I think a few things are worth pointing out that are going to, going to pull, going to the... We, we don't know how much Rotherham were asked to lower their ticket prices by, obviously, because that's an internal matter, as, as it should be. Um, but it's worth noting that we charged Leeds 27 quid, and apparently that wasn't good enough for Leeds United. That wasn't uh, suitable in terms of a reciprocal deal. It's worth pointing out that they agreed £28 with Preston North End that was an agreed figure between both clubs, so it's I don't I don't really get the difference really that it's okay for Preston to charge them twenty eight pounds, but it's not okay for Rotherham to charge less, and then we have to follow them back pounds have to pay forty five pounds. It doesn't really make any sense. Um, yeah, it's madness. I th- I'm right, Mick. I don't the, the people the I, I, the, I also feel a little bit a little bit upset with them because we could, the club could have bowed pressure. And that means us as fans could have paid less. I understand that. What I do think is quite funny is that Leeds fans think it's okay to pay £45 to watch second-tier football. The, the people defending £45 to watch 
championship football. They're, somebody's going to pay 45 pounds to watch Rotherham United. Just, just remember that, Leeds fans. Rotherham United, you're paying to watch 45 quid for. Um, Tom, anything? it's just, it's just crazy. It's, it's, I, can't, I can't believe it's a thing. This. Yeah, I'd like, I'd like to up my turn to to Mick to uh, <laughs> to, to ransom more. <laughs> uh, I'll have to take a step back for this. Ah, yeah, it's just, it's. I mean, I think I've, everyone expected it, didn't they? So it doesn't come in as, as a shock, but it don't make it any less uh, impactful. It's just, mm. it's just peculiar. Um, yeah, and fair play to anyone going, but likewise, mm. fair play if, if not many people go. You know, it's an absurd price. Not to mention the whole day out. You know, for a lot of people, will be will be a, a heavy amount. Um, yeah, absolutely no shame in whatever following happens. Mm. I, I, well, I can't believe it's people buying into this narrative that they're trying to look after Leeds United supporters. I can't get. I just genuinely can't get my head around it. I don't mm. understand it. I would love somebody to explain to me how that is looking after anybody other than the owners of Leeds United. Mm. I, I don't get it because it allow. What it does is it allows them to charge forty five quid for the, their own supporters as well. Mm. It allows them to do that. So it, 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 anyway, whatever. whatever. I saw somebody on Twitter earlier the other day put that um, it's cheaper. It'd be cheaper to get a flight to Ireland and pay to watch iFollow than it would be to go to the actual stadium to watch it. Um, which <laughs> it's, nice it's a good idea. It's a good yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I'll go, I'll go for it. We'll share iFollow ticket evenly. I'll all spend <laughs> it in Dublin watching game. Sounds like a great plan. Yeah. <laughs> um, some business as well. <laughs> Uh, Paramus says forty-five pounds. Watch a regular championship game is a rip-off. No, rip-off, no matter what club it is. Uh, yeah. Also, bear in mind if they were in the Premier League, they wouldn't be able, wouldn't be allowed to charge that. It would be capped at thirty pounds. <laughs> but it's not a rip-off, and it's probably not at all. Yeah. I mean, it's I just I, honestly, it's just ridiculous. CJ says nobody should pay that. You right? Um, CJ says you need to take out a mortgage for Leeds away for all the times. Um, Jack, Jack Leeson says he was planning on going to QPR and Leeds, but gonna have to choose one. They'll both, yeah, QPR will be the second highest, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're particularly expensive as well. well they should have <laughs> Saturday, so you know, you <laughs> two know, of the worst weigh-ins in the in the league are the most yeah. expensive. Mm. I don't, anyway, we could spend an hour on this, couldn't we? Um, yeah. Kimmy was a single parent, 65 pounds before he even left the house, and that, now obviously, then you got to pay for bus and food and, tra- and everything else. and Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Forty-five yeah. quid is only after after. Well, it's not even after the the battle, is it? In terms of in terms of a day out of football, you know. Yeah. And, and generally, parents taking the kids, so it's not forty-five quid. Is it's sixty-five quid or, or or whatever it is? Um, but like I say, I mean, my my main gripe is with Rodham fans just claiming that we're to blame for it. Just honestly, it's oh, Stuart's fault. Blame him. Well, it's everybody's fault. And it, it's, I mean, yeah. I, I, I did say to a, a Leeds fan earlier that I quite like the idea of some fancy American guy t- ringing up Tony Stewart in October with this great idea. Yeah. And how Tony Stewart would have responded to that. I quite enjoyed the, the, the imaginary story. <laughs> I mean, it, it, charge is £2 less on your tickets, but we'll have to have more stewards because half our fans will buy tickets to go in home end anyway. Which they so we'll, you'll have to steward that as well. Um, and and so, so you pay more out, getting less in. 
but it's all right because we're Leeds. <laughs> what? Go away. Shove it. <laughs> yeah. And then that's yeah. absolutely the right attitude. But, yes, but, but I think the, the massive takeaway from this is it has to be that a championship football club is paying is charging £45 for tickets. Mm. And nobody seems to be none of the none of the criticism of throughout social media really seems to be focusing on that fact. It's it's, it's I mean it's it, Dick Turpin wore a mask, didn't he? Know <laughs> I mean, unbelievable, absolutely amazing. Yeah, um, this over the next three weeks this may get brought back up. To be honest with you, we'll have to wait. And see. Uh, I, I imagine that social media will be will be alive with it on the run up to the game as well. Mm. And, and and you know Tony Stewart and and Paul Douglas and and everybody else at the club will be getting pelters again because we didn't drop the price by two quid we weren't because they stood up to being bullied. There you go. There you go. Um, Paul Douglas already reporting that the lot of lot of uh, coaches coaching companies have cancelled their coaches because lack of interest. Again, understandable. There'll be there'll be a couple hundred there probably, uh, assuming the price is stay in place. So it is what it is. It is what it is. There's many other to- topics and comments we could say on that, but we'll leave it for now, uh, and we'll probably come back to it at a later date. Let us talk about transfer business, and the only business this week has been outgoings, um, mm. loan recalls. Two, Dexter, Dexter Lumberkeeser and Fred on your are done in Rotham shirts. Probably two varying reasons, to be honest with you. Um, Tom, let's talk about Dexter first. I was surprised they didn't get recalled on day one, to be honest with you. I think it's quite helpful they let us get the FA Cup game out of the way. Um, Barry Mancuso wasn't available. Mm. Um, right time, he struggled, mm-hmm. he, to be honest with you. So for, we've been saying for quite a while he needs to take out the limelight for a minute, and I think this is the best case yeah, best case for him, to be honest with you. Yeah, there's, there's, a player, there's a player in there, but it's not quite ready yet. He's mm. a lot better going forward than he is defending, to say the least. He's a seems like a great guy um when he first started out he was full of confidence he could handle himself well-ish in one-on-one situations defensively he could go forward with real threat um both footed uh but yeah it's it's it was about confidence in the end and he had none and as soon as you have no confidence in a relegation scrap um that's when you need some real steel and Mm being your first loan in men's football is you're not gonna I don't think anyone can blame him for not performing well I think like you said he just needed to go out of the limelight but ultimately he cost us points and that's the hard truth of it is that he did he'll learn from that personally but as a team we can't keep him um in the squad we've we've brought back PK for those reasons that he's just a lot more defensively sound um so yeah I, I just think I think it's a straight swap PK for Dexter, um, and I think it's an upgrade defensively more than anything. And I think going forward, it's it's it is what it is. And I um, yeah, I, I wish him. I think he'll he'll do a, he'll do a Norton coffee. He'll he'll go on and and play for a better team, quote unquote, better team in the championship this season. Maybe more football based side and possession based whatnot, and maybe play decent couple minutes or go to a league one side and really and really shine there but no nah, he's, he's not ready for uh he's not ready for the championship yet i don't think but there was definitely a player there uh mm-hmm. just needs his defensive frailties sharpened up or at least played in a wing back position because he cannot defend his back post which is which is a big issue for a lot of 
a lot of fullbacks. I mean, you, but you know, you can put you juxtapose that with Revan, and he he really can defend the back post well on the left hand side. So you know, it's one of those where it's he's tactic, he's defensively just not there. Mm. Uh, Tom's always says it was too much responsibility for him. Um, I just think too much was asked of him, Mick. I think Tom's right in everything he said. It was too much was asked of him. And again, this comes back to recruitment in the summer that I think the player, every player we brought in, you could say, so that's a good player, that's a good sign, and there's something there. Mm-hmm. But there's a but. Peltier, yeah. we needed Peltier to be fit more often. Or we needed Kyoso, who shouldn't have gone out in the first place, to take the load off Dexter. Mm-hmm. When they, when it did drop, it, he needed taken out of the firing line. And that's, that, I don't try to dig people out, but that's, Matt Taylor's made a mistake then. Um, and to be fair, Dexter will be better for this. This this is a good six months for Dexter because he's learned the hard way how mm. hard it is, and he will be a much better player in three or four years' time for this six months. But for us as a club, it's really, really hurt as not having sufficient backup in that position because he shouldn't have played maybe half of the games just because of his confidence levels. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've just about covered it all there, haven't you, with that? Um, you're absolutely right. He's been almost ever-present this season uh, for a 19-year-old in his first full season as a professional. To be playing in the Championship is a massive, massive ask. To be playing week in, week out. Um, I like him a lot. I really do. I, I rate him higher than I rated Norton Cuffey. I agree. Uh, personally. Yeah. Um, I think I think he's far better going forward, far more dangerous going forward. And he, and he can... I, I, I'd slightly disagree with Tom. I think he can defend. I think his, his issue is... It's just his awareness, which which mm. will come with um, will, will come with experience and age, and he hasn't got that experience. You know, he's constantly getting dragged inside or too far inside, um, and he's, he's, only his pace has been able to get him out of that sometimes. Um, so yeah, I, I wish him all the best, and I, and I, we know he's going to have a good career. We know he's going to have a proper career because he is a, he is a very very good player, um, or he will be once he develops. Uh, mm. In a years' time, so and I agree with you, Matt. I think this 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 year will have kind of made a man of him, and I, I know that sounds a bit patronising, and it's not meant to. Um, you know, I think it, it, it will have grown up um, massively in terms of his sort of footballing intelligence, his footballing, um, you know, outlook. If you like, that's not the right word, but you, you know what I mean. He, he's he's just. He's had a hell of a lot of experience in a very short space of time, both good and bad, um, which would take some players, you know, three or four seasons to get. Mm. Um, so I, I think it's been, from my point of view, I think it's been good for him, for his development, and it's been good for us at times. And, and had had the previous management not made the mistake of sending Peter Kioso out, which which we said at the time was a mistake and we've continued to say since, then... Mm. He would probably have spent the season here, got the same amount of experience, but over a longer period of time. So mm. us as a club would have got the benefit from it. And as would he, you know, as it turns out, he's gone back. And only he really, realistically, when you sort of look at the look at the balance sheet, only he realistically comes out of this in profit. We don't, unfortunately. Mm. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, he's a good player. No doubt about it, and we'll see a lot more of, um, of, of Dexter and McKee, so there's no doubt about that. Um, possibly playing at a higher level as he gets older. Mm. Yeah, rumours, rumours, Tom, that he's going to 
the new clubs I've seen linked to Middlesbrough and Norwich. Uh, Middlesbrough's less light now because they've signed Luke Ayling from Leeds, so I think that probably fills the gap. Um, after all the positive things we've said, Tom, it's it would be a surprise to me to see him go to somebody in this league higher up, to be honest with you. I think that would be too soon. For me, he goes to a Peterborough type in League One who's doing it really well. <laughs> that kind of, well, that'd be funny, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, but that kind yeah. of club who are moving forward, trying to be progressive, Hmm. And then I don't know. That, that that makes more sense to me than throwing him in into a team that's trying to get it playoffs. So even more pressure on his shoulders. Yeah, I'd agree with you, but I, I don't think Wolves are thinking like that. I think Wolves see him as a uh, a top end championship footballer as he stands now, which maybe he is with the right people around him. He looked a lot better when he had a bit more stability around him. Yeah. And yeah, I, I do agree with you, Mick. I, I think he could defend one on ones well. I think you've sh- seen that against Jack Clark and. Mm. Um, uh, a couple, a couple other left wingers. I mean, Mav- Mavadidi didn't get much out of him. You know, a, a couple really dangerous wingers didn't get much out of him one v one. But his positioning is was you know really, really poor. It suggests a concentration issue then, because if you play when you're playing against the best players, you know you've got to be on it for ninety minutes. Hmm. You can't have a lap. You, but then when you play against Norwich or Stoke or something like that. You have time to switch off because they haven't got those individual players, and and, and Blackburn. Blackburn's another example. Yeah, games where they haven't got those top top players where he was able to switch off, which then cost yeah. us goals. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And he struggled physically as well. Not not mm. you know legs, but he was he he, he, he he doesn't have a great body frame for one v one duels, which pelts pelts does have. So and and um, PK to that extent, you know, mm. he. he he got bailed out by his pace, but he didn't not enough. Um, yeah. Getting beaten, he get beaten in the air a, a bit too much and shrugged off the ball a bit too much. But absolutely, as a wing back, you can see him doing good things. I, I I don't know how Norwich play. I don't know how. I mean, in a in that Borough team, maybe he works a little bit better. Uh, but like you said, they just signed Luke Ayling, so probably not. I, but I, I agree. I, I can't see him going to a uh, going to any championship side in a playoff position maybe maybe a stoke maybe i don't know but yeah agreed you definitely need some confidence in a in a lower league league one-esque club mm. absolutely um at least i said any 19 year old of player would struggle with the amount of pressure we have to soak up defense i would add in there defensively it's just natural yeah of course it is yeah, absolutely uh shirley says dexter was clearly better with someone in front of him uh, in a five, he was exposed. Hopefully, PK back allows more of attacking and switch to a back four. Let's see. Let's wait and see. Um, Emerald just wants to pop in and say, positive news, we still have Victor. That's right. Mix uh, Advent calendar. Not Advent. <laughs> Advent's a Christmas thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, the advent of uh, another three or four months with Victor is number one, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Still here. The 11th of January is still here. So, good news. And no rumours. No rumours. Mm. <laughs> um, let's move on to the other loan situation. Shelley says we let Fred go back, goes back to Luton. Surprising, given our lack of players, injury must have been worse than we thought. There are a few things to look at in the Fred situation, Mick. Mm. Um, it it reads as if we've requested to send him back. Mm. Now I don't know if that's true, but that's how everything comes across. In our statement, Luton's statement, every article I've read about, for example, Paul Davis. Mm. Um, thoughts on it, Mick? Because 
Freddie's our only has been our only real creative outlet. He has his serious defensive issues. He's got, he, he's got massive question marks, but it was the only player that you could give the ball and something might actually happen. And we and we looked at since he's been out. Yeah, yeah. It, reading between the lines, it suggests that there's been either a fallout or an attitude issue from Fred. Whether that's right or not, nobody knows, obviously. But reading between the lines, that's that appears to be what it is. Whether he just didn't want to be here, whether he's whether he 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 is actually injured, whether he hasn't got the stomach for a relegation battle, um, I, I, I I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But then you would have thought that that last point he's been at Luton, uh, and I ha- has been in mm. that you know in this division previously. So maybe you don't want to go through it again. I, I don't know. I don't know. But what what seems to be the case is that that Liam Richardson said, no, enough's enough. Um, you know, you're on your way back. Um, and we'll we'll find somebody who who I like, if you like. Um it's so difficult, isn't it? Because I, I he seemed like he seems like a decent bloke. You know, he's played very, very well when he has played the most for the most part. But he did have a certainly at the back end of Matt Taylor's um reign he did have a habit of going missing uh, mm. periods of games. So whether that whether that sort of points towards some sort of attitude issue or not, I don't know. But um, if Liam Richardson thinks he, he's, he's not for us, then he's not for us. And we, 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 we replace him. Um, it does free, it frees up another space in the, in the squad, doesn't it? So yeah, um, yeah that's, uh, that's, a, that's definitely a wait and see, but, I got like I said, we can only read between the lines. But it, my my take on it was that Liam Richardson don't like him or doesn't want him. Doesn't like mm-hmm. him. It's not the right word. You know what I mean? Doesn't want him as part of the team. Uh, yeah, Scott Kenton with Fred. If you read a Paul Davis tweet from a few weeks ago, Richardson said he's spoken to Fred about the effort he's putting in for recovery, mm-hmm. guessing he wasn't put in. Yeah, that's again, that's a reading between the lines kind of situation, mm-hmm. Tom. But we all read that quote or read that article at the time and thought, oh. Hang on, <laughs> hang on a minute. There's something here uh, because Richardson does seem. I'm not saying Matt Taylor wasn't, but Liam Richardson seems the kind of guy who he's just got standards. It's you should punctuate your effort, that kind of thing. And reading mm-hmm. between the lines, it sounds like Fred's maybe fallen short on those standards a little bit. And if it's on loan, it's no surprise we're going to try and send him back. Yeah, yeah. It it frees up another loan spot as well, which I think was in mm-hmm. the thinking. Um, yeah, it, it just I, I, he was an exciting, tricky winger, but never really played how you'd hope he would. I don't know. He those first couple games, he started off quite lively. The Blackburn game, especially, uh, really direct, really skillful. But yeah, his out of possession stuff was pretty poor, and he didn't contribute enough to. Um, actually goals and assists he got two goals two assists in 15 16 games ish um maybe less maybe more i don't know um which is fine it's it's good it's fine but sounds like there's been off off the pitch stuff that's gone on maybe his injury is worse than we thought and he'd, right, yeah, yeah. Or he'd come back in march and we've just thought sack it we'll we'll send him back and and we could just bring in someone else who's actually going to be fit um it could be it could be one of many reasons but i think i think the main reason is is that um 
Richardson just thinks that he can do better, whether that's he wants a fitter player, whether that's because he wants uh, a, a different style of player, whatever it is, it's just it's going to start to be his team, um, which I, I know we said a lot about the previous management, that it's his team now and, and now it will be finally be um, this, that and the other. But, you, you know, you, you've always got to back the manager and when he has when he has his players is when you can see how he plays. Um, so, yeah, I just... I just I don't know. I'm not entirely upset with Fred leaving. Um, mm. He's out of contract at the end of the season anyway. If we really, really wanted him, mm. and we just thought that it was a um, that it was a, a matter of, of fitness, then we can we can go ahead and sign him in in September and have another injury prone player on our books, which is what we tend to do. <laughs> but yeah, he's 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 a good player. He's he's exciting, tricky. Uh, pacey to an extent, you know, he fits, he fits, he fits the bill in a lot of ways. But I, I think, I think we wanted a, a Chio replacement and we didn't get it with him. And no. I think, uh, yeah, I think we might be looking for a bit more of a direct player. Who knows? It's interesting that if he's, if he's um, out of contract at Luton at the end of the season and he's, he's thinking we're going to go down mm. and he's going to be wanting to try and get himself another championship. Mm. Berth, mm next year uh, in which case he wants to be playing higher up the championship so perhaps he's looking at getting a loan out somewhere else uh, yeah. within the championship from uh, from Luton maybe that's yeah. his that's his thinking yeah. there could be so many reasons why he's been yeah. why we've we've asked to recall him but I think like I said I think the main one is just that he doesn't fit the plans because I think if mm. he did we'd keep him and he doesn't so yeah. get rid of him get another loan in who's going to fit the style of play and crack on mm. Yeah, actually, I said Fred was better through the middle. He looked more dangerous. He did, he did at times, to be fair. Um, yeah, and we both. I'm not devastated. It'd be nice. It would have been nice if I had been kept him and his, and his own form, but you can never guarantee that form. And that's the yeah. problem with Fred. That's the big problem yeah. with Fred. You mm. can't guarantee that form, can you? Um, yeah, so that's the loan situation done with, I think, for now. Uh, we've got two more loans in Appiah and Revan, as Jack Leeson says. Um Appiah's not gone back, Mick, and that's a concern to me because he's clearly not fancied. He's clearly not, he didn't want to play him. Otherwise, I don't think he started a game under Liam Richardson so far, and when he has come under Liam Richardson, he's not been very good. Uh, he, had a, he had two or three good games under Matt Taylor, and we are talking two or three, only two or three mm. ga- good games. Um, I'd keep Revan. I would definitely keep Revan. I like oh, Revan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but... Right now, what's happy bringing to us? He can't play in a three-five-two. He's not defensively good enough to play in a three-five-two as a mm. wing-back. You're not going to play him as a striker. Uh, I, I suspect we can't send Appiah back to be honest with you. That's that's my guess. Depends what Liam Richardson's plans are, doesn't it? Um, yeah. Because Liam Richardson's currently hamstrung by the fact that we've got one fit centre half at the club. True. Um, so and he's he's had a struggle with a right back. Mm. Uh, because with the greatest respect to, to Pelt, you know, he's he's not going to give you three games a week, two games a week, yeah. consistently to the end of the season. So he's he's left in a situation in Richardson where he's got no choice but to, to play three across the back, including a left back and a midfielder uh, mm. in that in that uh in that role, which means there's no place for Appier as a winger. Mm. He if he can get um another centre half in. And Cam Humphrey's back. It might oh. then allow him to play a, a back four, and all of a sudden, Appiah becomes, you know, yeah. a, 
a, a fixture within the team because he, he you know, he's, he's able to play in a position that suits him. So maybe that's in his thinking. Maybe his thinking is he's going back. We just don't know yet. Yeah. Um, I, I I know he's he's he's, he's got a lot of criticism uh, as uh, as Apia and 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 there's I think he's a quality player. He's just not we've not been able to play him in a position where he can be he can show his ability because he's you know he's too busy having to defend, which is not his bag at all. That's mm. not what he is. So maybe that's Liam Richardson's thinking. I don't know. I don't know what his sort of favoured formation is. Um, we'll have to wait and see, but. He's certainly looking to strengthen that centre half position, and 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 rightly so, given the injuries and and lack of discipline, I guess, from uh, from the people that we've had in there. Um, so that, if if he's able to do that, then for me, and he's going to play a back four for me, happier stays, no no question. Fair enough. Enough. Yeah. Enough. Go on, Tom. Go on, Tom. Sorry, just, the only question is: Do you reckon if we do, do you reckon we could get someone better? That's the yeah. question. Mm. Yeah, that's the only thing, isn't it? Is that if if you have a if you have a winger lined up for a loan from a prem club, do you say okay, off off you go? Yeah, and that's and that's why I don't think we'll know until the end of the transfer mm. window. I think mm. with with Richardson's comments, I don't think it's 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 tough to say. And I agree with you. I think we need him. I do, and I. I think there's a play again. I think there is a player there. He's again. He's only 22 or something. He's mm. an eight an eight million pound man at one point. He is. He has got something, and that is <laughs> is the, is the be all and end all. He's he's quick and direct, um, but he hasn't shown it. And if he does go back, fair enough. But if he stays, and we do eventually need him as a winger, then you know I'll, I'll happily take him. But at the minute, we need numbers. We've just sent two loans back. If we send a third loan back. With not even being able to fill the bench, you know what? Yeah. What, yeah, yeah. what? What are we playing at? It's it's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it's it. It sounds like we had no choice over Dexter. It sounded like he got recalled, and we just had to say, suck it up and say, all right. Um, with Fred, it sounded like we sent him back. So hopefully, we've we've got someone lined up to come in tomorrow. Because if we don't, then I don't know. It's. Um... I mean, not been playing anyway. The Fred has it at the minute. No, Fred's not lost true. from the current squad. True. So, I mean, if you look, if you squint true. just right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. But I, I just think, I think with the injuries, I think we need to keep happy no matter what. Mm-hmm. I think he could, I think he could not play a single minute again for the rest of the season. But we just need him. Uh, we need numbers to fill the bench. And unless you have someone to replace him, then you, you can't, you can't do much. I think, I think Richardson is in such a tough position because everyone's saying, "Oh, get rid of him, get rid of him." Hall, Ayala, they're, they're they're too injury prone. This that, and the other. But as soon as they come back, then they're more. We've it's more players that we've got. You can't get rid of a player and guarantee another one come in. We can get rid of Hall. Bit. Yeah, we can get rid of Hall and not bring in anyone, and then we've got one less player in the entire squad rather than. Yeah. And yeah, you can say bring in Bowler or this, that, and the other. But you know, you you want to fill it with quality and championship quality at that and it's a it's a tough it's a tough thing and i think i think the fact that we're really quiet and no rumors are being spread by no tom dick or ari is pretty it's pretty good going in my opinion i, I think it proves that we're actually getting stuff done behind closed doors hmm. i think you're probably right um harry says which I'm, I'm happy maybe we can't send him back maybe the parent for wanting to stay here uh, Margaret also says darth reverend needs to stay he's just sent happy back first class recorded delivery <laughs> um fair enough uh yeah that really says you know, paul davis says he wants up to five 
needs to get cracking soon rather there's been no pre-match presser yet well that's um, yeah that's that's the thing if we announce someone tomorrow that's one of the five done and then we've got another th three loans so hypothetically you know we can bring in loans at any time after premier league well, two in we got five we well we've, we've only got we've only got revan and so we've got three yeah. more loans yeah three more loans yeah, well yeah so yeah yeah including if we get one in tomorrow then there's yeah. two more right yeah Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming it's. I don't know why, but I assumed it was permanent tomorrow. Anyway, so we've got another three loans to come in, and that's five. And then if one comes in tomorrow, then we've got another four to bring in. A, you know, it's just it, when you think about it, like, like this. If if we get someone in tomorrow, then it kind of all, all evens itself out. You know, it's, I don't. You can't. You can't imagine we're going to be twiddling our thumbs and think and negotiating over a grand here and a grand there and you know ten grand transfer fee. You know, we're going to be on it and. If we're not, then we deserve to go down. But I, I can't. Richardson doesn't strike me as the type to take any kind of, you know, he's he's, he's not gonna he's not gonna take anything really. He's gonna get it in and get it sorted. He said mm. he said that when he joined, he instantly thought of his transfer processes. So, mm. you know, we'll think about it. It's all ifs and buts at the minute, but yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Absolutely, Mick. We are eleven days into the window, no incomings. Um, so it's time for people to get upset about it. Um, yeah. Which I've seen a few people start getting restless. There's a we said mentioned last episode. We've, it's now a three game month with one of those games or league game. One of those games already been done. You've only got to get through two more games, and then 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 you've got a free window. So it, it, it's a good thing that we only have those only have those those games because of the situation we're in. And as we I feel like we say this every single transfer window. Just remember where we are in the food chain. We're we're one of the bottom teams in this food chain. We're going to wait for all the sharks to feed, and then once they've done, we then have to take what's left. That's our position in the league for ninety-five percent of the transfers. Um, copy and paste from from August, really, Mickey. Do you, do you agree that that's the case, or do you think we should be somebody should have been in by now? Oh, we should have had we should have had five or six in by now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it is literally copy and paste from every other transfer winner, isn't it? You know. It, it just seems that's the, the normal state of affairs now, and it transfer window opens. Some people put sarcastic texts out after, after about an hour saying we hadn't signed anybody yet. Everybody laughs at it. Two days later, people start putting serious texts out that we had uh, messages, uh, tweets out, uh, posts out, whatever on social media, actually serious that we hadn't, and then so on. And it goes on for the next 28 days till end of transfer window when we've either signed enough, like we did in summer, and we were all happy. Um, or we haven't signed enough, and everybody's screaming and shouting that Tony Stewart's useless and Paul Douglas should be sacked and Rob Scott's not done this and so on and so forth. So it's just rinse and repeat, isn't it? Every transfer window. Um, and, and you know, we said this halfway through the summer. I'm sure everything's being done behind the scenes to get as many in as possible, and it was. It, as it's turned out, it wasn't that successful, given all the injuries that we've had. Um but nevertheless, it was a good transfer window, pretty much. Um, we'll have to wait and see at the end of January what well, this one turns out to be. We mind we know more players in, mm. not at all. It's possible. Uh, we might end up with five or six, or somewhere in between. I'm going somewhere in between. So, yeah. Picture the scene: all of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. 
there's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. We've also no, got to put it in perspective as well. Like who, who have? Okay, I've seen Wednesday signed one player for one player today. Mm. Um, they're linked with Connor Coventry, who we had last January. Plymouth have signed Ashley Phillips or someone, and lost about three players. Yeah, lost lost um, all their loans. Um, mm. As as and and Kundal and uh, QPR, I don't think have signed anyone. You know, put it in perspective, mm. and you just think, you know, yeah, we haven't signed anyone, but. You know, nobody else has either, and it's. I, I'd only be worried if everyone around us were bringing in reinforcements, and not just reinforcements, but good, you know, mm. good players. Ash, Ashley yeah. Phillips for Plymouth, I think, is a, re- a really good signing. I was a bit gutted when I saw that because I think it's. I think he's a really good player, captain of the under England under twenties or something. You know, he's a really mm. good centre back, a good centre half that we could have used, but. You know, it's not dwell on other teams and their transfer windows, but you know, if you think if you think about who anyone has signed in the championship, it's not, mm. it's not, it's not an active window at the minute. Um, no. January yeah. normally takes a while to get going. It's on. You it raise the old business done in ten days, fifteen days. It's the last yeah. two weeks that are massive, really. Yeah. Mm. No, exactly. And and even think about prem clubs. I know that it's, it doesn't matter, but who who is. I can't think of one player that has gone for anything yet. Just saw Coventry have signed one player I've never heard of. And it's like, mm. these might turn out to be brilliant players, but tra- the January transfer window is really underwhelming until the last two weeks, like you said. And I think I think if it gets to what what are we on now? The eleventh? If it gets to the if it gets to the twentieth and we've still not signed anyone, then that's when you can properly go, right, what the hell is going on here? Um because even then you've got ten days or eleven mm. days until you're uh, until it's all done with. So I don't know. I'm not too. I'm not stressed. I mean, I, th- I just think people like the apprehension and like the oh, we signed this player and this player. I think people are just trying to get excited. Um, but per- I don't think there's anything to stress about at the minute. Not until uh, we've only got because we've only got three games this this month. Mm. It it does not. You know, it does it does not matter until. Um, until the last 10 days. Mm, I completely agree. Uh, Scott Kent says, yeah, Richard said we needed more firepower, which is interesting. Mm. Um, could mean movement out, movement for Hugo and Eves, because we want to move Mumbai out of it. Um, and maybe Georgie as well. If, if he wants more firepower, somebody's going to have to make way out of that out of that four, which is going to be quite interesting. Mm. Um, we'll see what happens. We may make a sign before the game Saturday. We may not. Let's wait and see. Uh, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's talk about the Stoke game. Um, let's start with Mick's favorite bit of the show, referee watch. <laughs> uh, if anybody's not seeing the tweets that we put out on the week, I am very, very sorry to ruin your afternoon slash morning whenever you're listening to this. Uh, for the first time this season, we have our old mate Keith. Keith Stroud is the referee for Saturday afternoon. To be fair, we've done really, really well to last until the 13th of January. 
to, to not have him. So that's a positive, I think. Um, Mick, are you buzzing to see your mate again on Saturday? No. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. And it's really, really difficult not to be incredibly pessimistic about the fact that he's officiating another one of our games in it. You know, it, it really is. So, well, uh, let's wait and see which, which one turns up. Uh, you know, he's got two very unfashionable teams, the referee. Um, so I assume he will have to hang his hat on the fact that Stoke used to be in Premier League. So, um, I, I, don't, I don't know what, I don't know. Uh, you never know what to expect. Well, you do know what, exactly what to expect from him, don't you? I don't know why I said that. Look at me. Um, Look at me. I'm Keith, me. That's what you're yeah. saying. I am. I am anticipating the usual car crash of a of a game from him. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's what we always get. It seems. I can't think off the top of my head of a single game that he's, he's officiated for us um, when he's not been booed off. Quite frankly, mm-hmm. and that doesn't genuine. I mean, it doesn't happen that often. You know, referees get shouted at for this decision that decision it's very it's not very often at all that referees get booed off the pitch and he consistently gets it so you know it, it, it not not every single club can possibly be wrong every single set of supporters can possibly be wrong can we but you know we've got to, we've just got to do it haven't we we've got to get on with it so he uh, he last left us in the middlesbrough game last season the survival game uh when i think he got booed off by the entire stadium Yes. Uh, not just rather fans. Yeah, that's um, right. He did. Yeah. So, yeah. A united yeah. two sets of fans, which is nice, I suppose. Yeah, that's the that's the first time I've heard all four sides of the ground slating him <laughs> a referee. Mm. The first time. So uh, that, that's a that's an achievement for uh, for our Keith. Second time on Saturday. <laughs> you know, at the bottom Doesn't line, it. Is it appears it appears that he loves that kind of attention. He can, he seems to thrive off it and. Um, that the more of that attention he gets, the worse his decision making becomes. Mm. He can be a very good referee. If you remember the Sheffield United game last year, other than like a 10 minute period before half time when Dingy Wiles are nailed on penalty, he had a yes. really, really good game. That is true, yeah. So uh, there is a good ref in there. There is definitely a good referee in there. Um... <laughs> <laughs> He's still got potential, that, that kid. <laughs> <laughs> the bottom line is, though, Matt, there's a decent referee in all of us for 20 minutes at some True. stage yeah. if we're refereed for the next 20 years or however long he's been going. You know, I'm sure all of us could get 20 minutes out of that period of time. Anyway, moving on. Let's talk about the back to Rotherham United. <laughs> um, Tom, somebody mentioned it earlier in the comments. Uh, Shelley says, it's gone now. Uh, Shelley says, is Dexter, Dexter's gone. Would you put Kyoso straight in? For me, it's a straightforward yeah. Kyoso yeah. start. Easy. Yeah, he's he's match fit. There's nothing. He's been training with the team for two weeks ish. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, even right right back, right wing back. I think he can do it both. I think he can even play right centre back if you asked him to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I absolutely would. I don't think anyone else fits the bill better. Do you think it would? Do you think it'll be a three or four, Tom? Do you reckon? Oh, Christ. Um, <laughs> I think I think it'll be a three because I think he will he'll want to play two centre back um not centre, two strikers. Mm. 
I think it'll be. I think he'll he'll drop slash rest Bramall or injured or whatever. I think he won't risk it even if he is fit. He'll play. I think it'll be a Revan left wing back. I think he'll bring Peltier back. Uh, Morrison, Hacks, and PK, uh, and then the same. Oh no! Um, yeah, same five. Mm, yeah. Lucas, uh, Tiehi, Cafu. No, Rathbone. Uh, I don't know. And then Eve, Eve's and Eve's and non by play. Okay. Um, on in case you wanted a full rundown, I know you didn't ask. Me. <laughs> um, Mick, how big a game is this for Kyoso? Because, and that sounds stupid, that does sound stupid, but there's pressure on him really. Because if he comes in and has an absolute stinker, bear in mind, we didn't see him too much last year, so we don't, although we had saw bits of him, we don't, but we can't say, yeah, he was brilliant in this game, that game, and whatever. And if he comes in and has a bit of a stinker, there's always a worry that fan, some fans, We'll sort of we'll get annoyed at that. That it was Peterborough think is the dog's what it watches, and he comes in and has a stinker for us. It, and and that's fickle, but that's football. So it's it's quite a big game for him. There's there's a bit of pressure to perform, maybe, or am I playing it up too much? I mean, the, the, the phrase that sprung to mind while you were while you were saying that was "Don't believe everything you read on the internet." And and for those people who believe everything they read on the internet. If he if he has a bad game, then yeah, it'll be it'll be because he wants to go back to Peterborough. You know, the reality of it is he's had less than two weeks training with his squad, uh, and whilst he might be match fit, he's not played with the squad since the summer. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that might be a reason why if he has a bad game, he might not. And it's a step up. Step it's up. a step up in quality. Absolutely, mm -hmm. it is. Yeah, without a doubt. So all those things will be all those things will be completely dismissed if he has a bad game, and it'll just be because he wants to go back to Peterborough. You know, <laughs> if you believe everything you read on the internet. So um, I, I don't. It's not a big game for him. No, it's just a game. You know, it's a it's a game. He first came back with his parent club, um, and and I'm sure as a professional, he'll be he'll be up for it, and he'll be he'll be he'll be putting in his best best the best performances he's capable of under the mm -hmm. circumstances. So. No, I don't think it's a big game for him now. Uh, the bigger you get, the bigger you make it, the more pressure you put on players, don't don't you? You know, it's not no yeah. professional footballer, and uh, and I'm sure he will be just that professional. Mm. Um, Shelley says guaranteed that before he's he, he kicked the ball Saturday, he'll be booed by some of our fans. Scott Kent says what? we need to get behind him, show yeah. him, show him he's wanted here. I I, I think and hope Tom they'll get a decent reception. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The, the, but this is uncharted territory for us. We. When was the last time we sent somebody out on loan who was brilliant? Who we who came back for us? This is a bit uncharted for us. Um. But I, I think he'll get a good, a decent enough reception, Tom. Um. And I. Th I, th I, th I like. It. I do like him. I think he'll play play well and hopefully have a yeah. positive impact. Um. Well, yeah. He's he's a, he's a good player. I don't see why he won't get good. Uh. A good. I don't know, actually. Yeah, like you're saying, it's untried territory. He's um, clearly a good player. Um, he's been mistreated, I think it's fair to say. Um, and that's not to, you know, that's not slating anyone. And he may have said some things or um, done some things that probably he didn't do. And it's gotten under the fans' skin. But mm. clean slate. 
I think he'll 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 play, and he he always plays as a as a passionate player. You can see that from yeah. the Chef United win uh, at Bramall Lane, and when he plays played for Peterborough, he's a passionate player. I don't think he cares where he plays as long as he plays for you know with 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 friends for the fans. He'll 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 play, and he'll play well. He's a good player. Um, if he does get booed, that'd be an absolute shame and an absolute embarrassment from every single one of them that boos, but. Can't stop them from doing it. Um, over some silly tweets, um, some silly blocks. I don't know what the hell they'd do at. Um, yeah, I, yeah, all the all the best to him. I think I think he has a good game or a bad game. It won't matter. He's our player, and we're gonna keep playing him because he's got the quality to be a to be a really good right back in this league. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Chile says he got he blocked a few people on X, so that's possible. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, if you got blocked by Peter Cool, so just keep quiet on Saturday. <laughs> Let him prove you if you've got blocked by Peter Cool, so you want to perhaps ask yourself why. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, just just a, just a bit of advice from an old man there, but you know if something happens, there's usually a reason for it. <laughs> Hopefully, he has a belting game, and then we can all put this whole yeah, team yeah, yeah. on Saturday afternoon. Um, mm. Let's wait and see. Um, Mick, Tom's mentioned his midfield there. Midfield is the next question, really, because I think mm. Bramall's touch and go. If Bramall's fit, he plays. If Bramall's not fit, he doesn't. I think, but we all know, we all kind of know that situation. Mm. Midfield three last week started as Klukas, Lindsay and Cafu, mm. which, for me, you can't start that three again. Um, you can, obviously. With Tihi on the bench, you can't not start Tihi. Mm. You've got to bring Tihi in. So yeah. the question is, for who does T replace, and do you bring Rathbone back in? Yeah, I mean it, it, that, that's the question, and we'll have to wait and see on that. Tati comes back without a doubt, uh, no, no question for me. Um, and then Sam Klukas, I don't think you can, I don't think you can rest him. Depends on his injury situation, obviously. Uh, but the last couple of games, he's been absolutely awesome. So for those, for me, those two are an absolute nailed on. Oh, sorry, uh, T and I'm sorry. And, and Klukas, Sam Klukas. Uh So the next one is, who, who, who else? Who goes in there? Is it Capo? Um, is it is it Rathbone? Is it Lindsay? Um, and and any one of those three, I don't have a problem in necessarily. Um, I, I would argue possibly with Capo, we're still at a stage where we're wanting to be, um, we're wanting to make him want to play. So maybe he uh, he comes on, maybe he sits on the bench and realizes that. Um, you know, he's, he's not an automatic starter um, and because he always seems to play better mm. and, and he's more involved in the game when uh, when that's the case. But you know what he can bring. He can bring that moment of magic. So um, I personally would probably start him. Good. Having said all what I've just said there, um, I'd, I'd probably start Tyee, Klukas and, and, and Cathal in there. Mm. Uh, when you look at those three in terms of the amount, of the, the 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 quality of those mm. three players on their day, it's just absolutely awesome. So, um, and then you can bring Ollie or Lindsay and or uh, Lindsay on a little bit later in the game to uh, start kicking a few ankles. Mm. Yeah, true. Shelley says he thinks Ollie Klukas T or has to be all day long. He says it's Klukas or Club, which is which is interesting. Yeah, yeah um, of course, see yeah. him having an impact. Um, Ollie's been bang off it recently. Bang off it. Well, he's been off it, Tom. There's no two two ways about it. Ollie's been well off it recently. 
Mm-hmm. Um, this time last year, it'd be unthinkable to even having a conversation whether whether Rathbone should be starting or not. It, it, it was just the first name on the team sheet. But since Matt yeah. Taylor's left, all his all his performances have dropped significantly. Yeah. Uh, he didn't particularly help himself last Friday against Fulham with a couple of moments where he where he sh- should have done what looked like obvious things and what what what, what for Ollie seems to be Brennan Butter normally. He mm-hmm. he wasn't doing them. Um, yeah. But he's that kind of player that could just switch it back on, and then he's back. Yeah. So it's frust- it's it's, a, it's an imp- almost an impossible thing for Lewisham to pick really because if he picks him and he's rubbish, then he shouldn't have done it. But if he doesn't pick him and he comes on as a storm in twenty minutes, then he should have played from start. Um, what's your midfield three looking like? I drop Rathbone. I think his touch is not there at the minute. I think he's run himself into the ground. I think his injury is a case of overrunning himself, and I think he needs a break. I think he's, I think he runs a lot. Perfect, fine. Do do off the ball stuff, which is which is brilliant. Which uh, m- most of the other midfielders cannot do. That's fine. But when we get on the ball, because we defend so deep and we have so little possession, we need to be careful with the ball. We need to be more composed with the ball. We need to just be cleverer uh, with the ball. Um. And I, I just think Calf gives us that that Ollie doesn't. He's he's a he's a lot more careful with the ball. I mean, he he, he plays forward passes. He he recycles well. He's you know he just seems like a like a better fit at the minute. And that's not to say that Ollie won't come back in and storm it. He probably will have a fantastic game on Saturday and start and score two and get three assists and all this. <laughs> and then you know, but I I I think he's been asked. To play a role which he's never done before, in that he he's been asked to play almost behind the strikers kind of role, mm-hmm. and picking the and his 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 off the ball running is fantastic. His movement, his um, harrying of players, his um, is is great. It is is great, and he has moments where he's got. I know he hit the bar against Blackburn, but again, mm-hmm. that Blackburn game was just another case of. You give the ball to Ollie and he'll lose it. And we can't have that when we have so little possession and we, we defend really deep. We need to have players like the likes of Sam Klukas and Calf who keep the ball. They just they just know they just keep the ball closer to them, keep it keep it ticking over. And it's same with same with Thierry. And it's just um yeah, we're we're asking him to do a creative job, which he can't do. Um and it's a shame. Um we, we don't have that right balance yet. Um, and honestly, I I think that's one of the the key areas where we need to bring in a a player. We need creative players in this team, and we're asking mm-hmm. players like Ollie Rathbone to be creative when he's never really been creative. He's been when you look back at that League One midfield, and it was Barlasa, Wiles, and Rathbone. He was the least creative out of all three of them mm-hmm. when he was. Um, when they were in there, you know, Barlas are obviously being the prime example of a creative player. Wiles was a goal, the goal scorer from them three, and Rathbone did the dirty work. And now he's being asked to, if if we would have kept that same dynamic the whole way through, then we might see a different Ollie. But uh, and we might see a different Ollie again if if we do go back to that um, dynamic. But right now, I just don't think it works. I don't. I think his touch just isn't there. It seems to bounce off him and, and be a pass to Nombe when it should be in you know close to close control into his into his feet and it'll, it'll, it'll be confidence like a lot of them but mm. it's uh yeah 
I think I think he needs a break more than anything. Maybe just a couple games where I know he didn't start Blackburn, he didn't start Fulham, but maybe another one, another two, just so he can regain his feet again, and then you start him, and then you you'll see a different Ollie Rathburn then. It also takes time with the new manager. I think Matt Taylor. One thing Matt Taylor did very well was get certain players ticking, and he got Ollie Rathburn ticking like Ollie Rathburn was better under Matt Taylor than he wasn't Paul Ward. Mm. So when then Matt Taylor leaves. He's got to learn to play under a manager. He's got to understand how what the manager wants and things such as that. So potentially that as well. Mm. Um, he's learned to play for a new manager as well. Uh, say, is all... Go on. I was just going to say, safe to say that even if it's if if we bring in another centre back, I, 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 Hax is in that midfield. Lucas Thierry Hax, yeah. and that's without a doubt. I think that's our best midfield. But mm. can't do that at the minute. Oh, you never know. You never know who comes in Friday. If we sign a centre back Friday, Hax can play. Hax can then move in there maybe. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we're getting some maybes again. Cameron says, Oli used to run into those spaces with Barlasser to pick him out. We lack creativity in midfield. And then you watch Barlasser play like he did on against Chelsea. My God, yeah. He was sick, (laughs) it? Way too good. It makes you wonder how he was at us up until last year. And they got him for a million quid or whatever it was. Absolute robbery. Absolute Mm. robbery. Um, And Borough fans still don't particularly like him, I don't think, as well. Yeah, they don't know what they're talking about, do they? No. A couple of bits to cover. Striking striking partnership, Mick. Uh, Last time time was Eves and Hugel. That was Mm. against Fulham. For me, you don't start Eves and Hugel again. And there'll be very few circumstances I would start Eves and Hugel again. Mm. Um, Before Blackburn, it was Nombe and Hugel, who we mentioned last week. I think the week before, they're getting a really strong partnership together. But Eves has played two consecutive games, scored in one of them, yeah. and had a pretty good game, better than most against Fulham, to be honest with you, mm. when he played with, uh, better than Hugel. So then do you drop Eves? Do you drop Hugel? Do you actually do you just keep Nombe out for another minute? What, what, what are you doing with the front two? Yeah, I, I would uh, bring Nombe back in. I would definitely bring Nombe back in because yeah. he offers something different mm. to the two of them, uh, to, to uh, Eves and Hugel. I think they're very similar in their... Uh, the way that they play, obviously, you know they're the two big target men, aren't they? Um, so yeah, I, I think I think for me, Hugel would would drop to the bench. He's far better when he comes on and having to prove himself. You know, he he he, he just he has so much more of an impact on the game. Um, and and I don't think you can drop Eves at the moment just because of the way he's playing and developing and sort of getting back into his stride. So yeah, I'd, I'd have Nombe and Eves up there. I think. Um, that'd be my probably be my choice. I think I could say to us with Tom three three starts in a row for Tom Eves. I think it's, I think it's the first start in New York Stadium. I think. Yeah, his goal to game ratio is second best in the league. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why would you not play him? I I I don't <laughs> think he's done any. I mean, I didn't watch the game, but I've seen the clip of Hugo's offside goal, and that was a man mm. full of confidence from Eves to to. Bring the ball down, nutmeg his man, and and square it across to Hugo. It, it was it was almost Harland esque. Now I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> it's, you know, it's he's 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 thriving off confidence. And why would you yeah. drop a man that's thriving off confidence? Absolutely, yeah. It makes no it makes no sense. Same with Nombe. It's it's he was going Nombe was going through such a a tie a tough time. Gets a run of games going, and then. And I know he got dropped for the Fulham game, but again, we can't 
yeah, you you can't yeah you can't not play players who are thriving off confidence, especially mm. in when we lack it in so mm. many departments. Yeah. Um, Hugill and Georgie are fine; they are not bad players, but they have not got the confidence that them two do have, and it's just it's it's n- like simple really you play them to up top and if it doesn't work then you bring on georgie and, and hugel it's not mm. you know it's not the be all and end all if you start them too but absolutely them too mm. for me you were really unanimous on that one i like it well, well mm. shelly says give georgie a run him a number why not it's something different surely can't be any worse but he also says eves hasn't done anything wrong either so it's tough uh, kelly's fourth choice a minute whether we like yeah. it or not kelly's fourth choice uh I- he is yeah he's yeah Having no inside info, but reading between the lines, if if Lewisham wants more more firepower, I think we're lucky to see Georgie in a Rodman shirt post February, post after January. Mm. Um, well, you never know. I mean, if he stays come May, he'll uh, he'll get he'll get a cameo <laughs> for the last ten minutes and go the goal that keeps us in division. That's Georgie Kelly. It's Georgie. Yeah. You know, you know, he needs he needs to go out on loan. He does. Yes, he needs agree. to go out on loan because he's fantastic in the box he's a great finisher head left foot right foot whatever he's a fantastic yeah. finisher but outside the box his game is really poor he doesn't hold the ball up that well he runs he runs hard um and he'll and he'll, he'll not give defenders a minute but he doesn't hold the ball up very well he looks clunky when he's on it he definitely needs just a bit of game time mm. um and just a bit of bit of experience in League Two, in League One, wherever it is, a bit mm. of games, a bit of a run, and he'll score. He will score for whoever he goes to. Mm. He's got a hat full in League Two. If he goes to League Two, he'll score fifteen well, between the season. He'll yeah, score loads. Yeah. Pre-season against Man- Mansfield, and Mansfield yeah. were uh, are now second or third yeah. or whatever, yeah. and he scored three against them. And you just it, him in League Two would be would be a menace. And that's why if he gets a move to League One, League Two, he will score a, a, a lot. And fans will be saying, well, why didn't he play for us and all this? And it's because he's raw and mm. Paul Warren said it, Matt Taylor said it. It's not a surprise that managers come in and say, look, he's got quality, but he's raw. And mm. that's the thing you don't give when you're in a relegation dogfight. He was, he's only ever played for us in the championship. I know he had 10 minutes in League yeah. One, but he's only ever played for us in the championship. You don't play players that are quote-unquote raw in the championship to try and give them a go. You 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 stick with what you know. You stick with your Hugels and your Tom Eves. You stick with the... The consistent, um, um, yeah, the, the kind of you know championship proven players, which is a shame for players like Georgie, but he needs to go out on loan, get some minutes. If he scores 10, 15, whatever, somehow, then obviously we're going to be kicking ourselves. But at the same time, it's perfect for him and it's perfect for us for when he comes back. If he goes out and scores one, doesn't play very well, then you kind of you've you've got your mind made up for you. I think I yeah. think alone is is perfect in this scenario. Because he's not going to get game time under Richardson. No, the best thing for him would be he'll just get relegated, and yeah. then he'll play in League One. Because Hugo will yeah. probably go, he will probably go, and George yeah. will still stick around. So, but let's yeah. hope that doesn't happen. But um, finish yeah. on a huge positive. Cam Humphreys is back out doing training. Everybody, that can only mean he's weeks away. I don't think he'll be in the squad on Saturday. We can all dream, um, but I don't think that he is going to be. Um, there, but that's huge news, Mick. For him to be back on grass in what appears to be full training gear, which you'd assume is is participating in essentially full training, that's a couple of weeks away. When that when that happens, it's normally a couple couple of three weeks away. 
And with it being against short game month, that's huge. I mean, I don't dare to dream that he's actually full training, back in full training, but he's back out, he's on the grass. Um, his tweets are becoming less cryptic as well. <laughs> Those tweets, man. His tweets are just funny. They absolutely make my day. I love them. I, I absolutely love them. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, 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 to get him back would just be, oh, I can't tell you. I can't tell you how, how fantastic that would feel. Um, he's, <laughs> he is he's fantastic, fantastic footballer. So um, it would be massive, massive for us and our survival hopes, slim as they might be, uh, to, to have Cam Humphries back in that uh, in that back line. It'd be huge. It would. They don't yeah. want me to tweet. I lost myself at that one. Yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was that was peak. That it's was like, peak. It's like the storm before the calm. Oh my god! <laughs> the storm before the calm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't change, Cam. Do not change. Him. I love him. Let's finish on a prediction, uh, Mick. Two on Millers. Yes, of course. Uh, I, I'm going to get a, a, the the um, the league table up for uh, our prediction league, and to tell you, it's not great reading. For anybody that's not me, um, to put in a graph, I still can't, uh, I can't find the way it is now. Right, I did it up. Uh, second place is Joy, but <laughs> <laughs> about five predictions in, but she's second place in the in the league. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm top with I think 15 points, Joy's got I think six points. So, the, the how the point system works if you get a correct score, it's three points because correct result is that right? One point, I have no idea, I've never done the correct results, so I don't know. You have, you've me got and, one. Me oh, and Mick are playing with our hearts, not our heads. Um, right. Yeah, not our heads, Matt. It's the same, you know. Yeah. You're just playing with your head. It's it's not a game, you know. It's a, it's not a game. This is a way of life. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you, you you don't know where you are in the league, Tom, but you are. You're playing your cards correctly based on your position. Am I bottom? Yeah, uh, I think so. I think you joined yes. bottom. Uh, where am I? <laughs> Here we go. Hang on. You have to wait. You have to wait now for this. No attention. Can you feel attention building? No. So I'm top with 16 points. I'm Joy second with, with five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're just playing to win. What does the winner get? Respect. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mick, you are third with five points also, but you predicted more games. Danny also has five. Has predicted the games. Tom, you've only predicted this will be your sixth prediction. Okay. You're on zero points, mate. Yeah, no, I'll take it every day. <laughs> but on points per game, Joy is storming away with that, to be honest. Really. Yeah, yeah. Really. <laughs> um, right. So make two one again. Yeah. Uh, Tom, what is the going to prediction be? Your first, your first three points of the season, Tom. What's the score going to be? Um, is it is it home, right? Yes, thankfully. Two one. Two one as yeah. well. Yeah. Okay. I will go just a draw. I'll go two two. See what? What's the fun? There's no fun in that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's the whole. Re I've never predicted us to not win. Therefore, I'm on zero points. I mean, it's not really my fault, is it? What <laughs> <laughs> do I come on and say? Yeah, I think we're going to get battered three nil. Anyway, give me my five points on the leaderboard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going for the win. I'm going for the win. Uh, the league win. Uh, Chris Tether says 3-1. Harry says 2-1. Jack Leeson says 2-2. Two, two. 
Haramaz says 1-0, stroke a pen in the 90th minute for nothing and a player is sent off for Sky. Stoke oh, Stoke Pen. 1-0 a Stoke Pen in the 90th minute. Sorry, apologies. I misread that. So you think Stoke... Yeah, yeah. Keith's going to give him a penalty in the 90th minute and the guy plays off for nothing. Got you. With your power, man. Yeah. First guy, yeah. Um, Martin Holland <laughs> says 1-0 to us. Uh, CJ says 2-1. Kimmy Woodhouse says a draw. Nick Leeson says I'm going to lose 3-1. JC says 2 1 to the Millers. Phil says one point may not be enough. Not enough, may as well go for it. Big game, all big games. Um, let's hope we can bring that points gap down. Anything else, boys? We've gone long, longer than I thought, bear in mind. We don't, these, these shows are only quite short, these pre yeah. Tom's been going on all night. No. <laughs> yeah, I have. I have. <laughs> I was I was trying to think in my head if the, if Mick Mick's rant lasted twenty minutes and it didn't at the start, <laughs> so I was trying to find a way out. But I genuinely I think I have <laughs> anything else, boys. We want to quickly mention before we wrap it up. No, just God bless Cam Humphreys. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Keep him safe at all costs. Yeah. Um, make sure you subscribe on YouTube if you haven't done already. Uh, you there is scout report is up from the Stoke uh, from. Every step along the way, Michael, maybe every step along the way, we have a chat about the uh, the first two games we played against them this season and the change of manager and everything else they've had this season. Uh, so that's a good, good 10, 15 minutes so for you to watch to get a bit more preview from the Stoke side. We will be back on Saturday evening, which will be the instant reaction. Uh, I've been worried for a minute there. I thought, yeah, I thought I were doing a podcast on Saturday night. No, <laughs> no, but the instant reaction will be up Saturday night, um, which will be mimic. Hopefully, Danny as well. Uh, I assume it's going to the game. So, Mimi and Danny um, will be around. Say hello. Come and say hello. Um, make sure you've subscribed and like this video as well. If you're on YouTube, if you're on iTunes or Spotify, follow us or subscribe, depending on what where your provider wants you to, and give us a five star. I've got loads. I've got like 60 plus five star ratings on Spotify. Um, so, thank you all for being on there. If you haven't done already, please put please give us a five star. And only a five star. I don't give us a one or anything like that. Be. Ruin. <laughs> uh, that would ruin a score so please give us a five star rating if you haven't done already um, and that's the full next review will be Sunday obviously uh, Mick thank you very much for being with us tonight um, for spending an hour and 12 minutes as it will be with us you're more than welcome thank you very much Tom as always mate it's a pleasure mate thank you for being with us yeah it's been fun sorry for rambling but you know alright <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you all for being with us Appreciate your time. We'll see you next time. And as always, up the Millers. Up the Millers. It's a Wales, Wales to a goal. Slossy beyond Fodringham. And the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, Fodringham yes. United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box, to Duffy. He can hit them. And he does. Oh! Secured their championship status for next season. Do me a favor, drop me off in The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call 
on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.